0: Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about chrysina limbata. This is the first subject we've had that doesn't have a common name. So typically when we talk about like last week, the bagworms. That's not like their actual scientific name. It's just what we call them commonly. This one only goes by its scientific name this week, which is kind of exciting. We've never really talked about scientific names, so let's discuss that really quickly. The system for naming living things is called binomial nomenclature, which gives each organism a two-part name. The first part is the genus, and the second part is the species with the genus being capitalized and the species being lowercase. The genus is a group of very closely related species, and the species is a group that are genetically similar who can mate and produce viable offspring. Members of a species don't always look identical. Humans are all the same species, but we all look different, same with dog breeds. Now dogs and cats are in different genuses, but like a Dalmatian and a pug are in the same genus and same species. So when we look at today's topic, Chrysina limbata, the Chrysina is the genus, a common first name for every species in that group. And the limbata part is specific to the species and is not shared by others. The genus Chrysina is a group of jewel scarab beetles that share a metallic look. So today we're learning about beetles. I love beetles. Also, I hope I'm saying the name correctly. I think I am. But if I'm wrong, I'm very sorry. These beetles are so cool. They are found in the tropical rainforests of Central America, including places like Costa Rica and Mexico. And they are most notable for their shiny metallic exoskeleton. They're around an inch long and bright silver in color. This exciting look is thought to help the beetles avoid predators by looking like a small puddle of water. Since they live in the rainforest, that's a pretty good camouflage. So how do they get this look? Because, I mean, they're not made of metal, so why do they look like they are? Their exoskeleton, like all insects, is made of a protein called chitin. We have learned about chitin before several times actually, but the difference is the addition of a light refracting layer or several layers within the chitin. So the light bouncing off of them is what gives their shiny appearance and it's not the chitin, that protein itself, it's a layer within. Like all beetles, the Lombadas go through a life cycle starting at eggs and then they hatch and they molt and then they reach adulthood. The nymphs are often found eating roots or decaying plant matter, and they do eat as adults and they are omnivores, enjoying different plants, fruits, and other insects. Because they sometimes eat agricultural plants, they may be considered pests, but they do relatively little damage. Because these beetles aren't very widespread or large in numbers, there's not a ton else I could find about them. I did see that there are quite a few other beetles in the genus, but it looks like most of them are a greenish color and some are more metallic looking than others, but they're all about the same size and physically look the same if you ignore the colors. Now, the Lombadas are unique because they're the only silver ones in this group. So they, they really do look like they're plated in silver. They're so pretty. If you're not driving, Go take a look at them. You can just Google uh, the name. You can look on our Instagram page. We posted a picture of them. But yeah, all the crescentas are very, very pretty. But this lumbata is silver. It's so cool. They're really cool. And they aren't found super often. So I've seen a couple of articles recently where like a farmer or somebody has found one. Because people don't interact with them very often. When we do interact with them, a lot of jewel scarabs are kept as pets. They're very popular as pets. Because they're so cool looking, people just like to keep them. They also like them after they're dead, using them for jewelry or decor. And I get it. They're so pretty. I don't know how I would feel about like dead bug earrings. I don't know. Maybe I'd be into it. So will they pet? Absolutely. Just have to create an environment similar to their natural habitat with access to foods that they prefer. So for these lumbadas, it'll be very high humidity, a lot of moisture. They like fruits, they like plants, smaller insects. I don't actually know where you'll get these particular ones because they are kind of rare. Maybe there's a breeder out there. I didn't really find anything when I was looking for them, but Maybe you have different bug connections than I do. If you want to keep it as a pet, you know, as always, it is your job to give it a great quality of life, and that's true for any living thing you bring into your home. Okay, this is a shorter episode, but for lack of information, we're going to go ahead and recap and close this one out. So first, we learned about binomial nomenclature, the system for naming living beings with both their genus and species. On that note, humans are Homo sapiens. Homo being the genus, sapiens being the species. I should have put that in in the beginning instead of talking about dogs and cats. But, you know. The Chrysina lumbata is part of a jewel scarab group. You know, with Chrysina being the group and lumbata being the actual species that we're talking about. And it features a shiny, silver, metallic-looking exoskeleton. But remember, it's not their chitin that looks like it's metal. It's light bouncing off of some other layers. And other than their super fun appearance, it looks like they're just normal beetles. They just live little normal beetle lives despite being super cool. That is it for me today. Thank you so much for learning with me. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast.